everyone, welcome to what is Covenant Specialized Pastoral Care Services Christian Counseling Ministry with Dave. No, excuse me. Carolyn Barnett. I was women first. <laughs> That's what I was taught, yes. right? Open the door, introduce your wife first. If there's any females in the group, introduce the females first, and then yourself. That includes men too, but. Carolyn Barnett and Dave Clay. Carolyn, you're talking about hummingbirds this morning. You have yes. a shirt. You have a shirt on this morning that probably hummingbirds might be attracted to. Yes. I don't, it's got I don't know that I floral, want to like pecking at me, but yeah. Floral patterns. Hummingbirds are loud. Have you ever noticed how loud they are? It depends on how close you get to them. They That's sound like true. little helicopters. Yes. I were in our new rental house and I was sitting out on the porch and I heard this noise and I started looking around and I realized, oh, that's a hummingbird. I mean, it literally was so loud. I thought it was, I'm not sure what I thought it was, mm. but it was loud. And the woodpecker Drones. too. Yeah. Right. Wouldn't well, they're surprise me. storing up, right? This is the time of year that they store up food for mm -hmm. the winter. And uh, nectar, I suppose. Mm -hmm. And do you have a feeder? Did you put on honey? No, no, I just heard it, and I never did. I, well, I might have saw. I don't remember, but I was looking around for this drone noise, like you said, and then I realized it was a hummingbird. But there's two big trees right in our front yard, so the birds are like insane, very loud birds every day, all day, <laughs> which is nice. But this one bird has particular song that just is non-stop well, yes well yes you're right it's very nice but it can yeah. be annoying yeah but we have the same situation we don't live necessarily as far into the country as you might um but i think the area where both of us are from even the more uh, uh, metropolitan areas mm -hmm. are probably still rural by comparison right. to other areas of the country uh, but hoot owls Woodpeckers, yes. beaver. We've had beaver, groundhogs. Mm -hmm. The only thing that I miss, I saw a spring peeper. The only thing, frogs. Mm -hmm. The only thing I miss though is the rabbits. Where did all the rabbits go? Oh, they're out in our country. I, we see lots of rabbits and lots of baby deer. Well, lots of baby deer. Well, we have some deer, but the poor rabbits. I always loved them. When we moved, first moved in, this has been yes. maybe 30 years ago, they were all over the place. And yeah. I guess they just, the habitat and... The people of the park maybe, I don't know, scared them away. Yes. Again, we live in, in more the city. Mm -hmm. Carolyn, did you know that a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. I read that somewhere. I wonder where. <laughs> yes, I did know that. Now you ask me if I know it up here in my brain or if I know it down here in my heart. Now there. <laughs> Answer that, that Dr. Clay. Well, I was going to say, that's a deep thought. Well, we'll just go ahead and dive into the deep end. Well, because I believe you can have a lot of head knowledge and you can know a lot of things, but until you actually believe it, and I point it to my heart, but lest we say the heart is the be all end all, let's remember the heart is deceitful above all things, even though we're giving a new heart, we're not going to go there, well, but... No, I think it's perfect. It's it's knowing it to be able to act on it, because to believe that's, it. That's James 1, verse 8. Mm -hmm. But 
I thought about this. That's <laughs> what I'm inclined to do. Yes. Uh, but I thought about this, and I thought, just as you were saying, see, the beauty about us, I think it up, and then you say exactly what it is that I've thought up, but I've spent all these hours thinking it up, <laughs> and I just ask you the question, you say, oh, of course. It's in your heart, and, but it is true. It is very true, and that's concurrent. I'm a simple person. Well, I have but to like, break it that's down. That's the beauty of the podcast. Simplicity. Is that not the beauty of the podcast? We take something that seemingly people have found incredibly complex and tried to find the real basic, simple, mm-hmm. relatable elements of it. Mm-hmm. So not did myself get too distracted, go down a rabbit trail, yes. rabbit hole. Uh, I would say this, though. I think that people probably know, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt, assume positive regard. Mm-hmm. Intent, genuine positive regard. I believe people probably know, and especially Christians, what they don't know, but they do know, is all those things, remember last podcast, that they have buried or hidden away, they've lost them, or at least they've lost track of them. It's that idea, last podcast, hoarding. You love that program. In mass, they filled themselves, their house up with all this stuff. And then they don't even know what they have. But what they have probably either needed to be either gotten rid of, maybe some of the stuff they kept they have because they really didn't do what they needed to do, which was they didn't recognize it to be as poisonous and venomous, speaking of snakes, as it would be. They've kept it. They've allowed it to coexist. Out of sight, out of mind. Well, yes, you would think, but not out of sight, out of heart. Hmm. Because I don't think, I think that's the point. You don't want to deal with it. Yeah. And we all, lest we sound like we're sitting on high horses, we all have things that we don't necessarily want to deal with. Now, the level, the amount of where we're willing to deal with it varies to each person, but... Would you agree that we all have things that we would prefer to um, shut the door on, per se, as one of my um, clients I spoke to, we talked about rooms that we just soon keep the door shut. You know, when company comes over and you're like, well, don't go in that room. Well, it's all a matter of temptation because that's exactly how the flesh operates. Mm -hmm. Right. Is that we just want to... Get away from it, avoid it, mm-hmm. don't want to deal with it, mm-hmm. feel stressed out about it. Mm-hmm. And rightly so. I mean, there's just a lot to contend with. And if right. you're trying to contend with it singularly, or even if you have a think tank, as they used to call it, or a group of people mm-hmm. who are helping you, then it's still difficult mm-hmm. because it just comes mm-hmm. so quickly and in so much. Mm-hmm. But... <laughs> Going to James again and the first verse that precedes verse 8 verses. James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ of the 12 tribes, which are scattered abroad, greeting. He's polite on the front end. Mm -hmm. Hi. Jesus' half brother. My brethren, count it all joy 
when you fall into diverse temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience, but let patience have a perfect work, that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that give it to all men liberally and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering, for he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea driven by the wind or driven with the wind and tossed. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. And then a double-minded man is unstable in his ways. So, in that spirit of keeping it simple. Okay. If you don't want to see it, you're not. But what keeps you from wanting to see it? Because it's, <laughs> it makes you afraid. Faith is courage. James is saying you have to face this thing. You have to be brave. But if you're too busy running, you're not going to face anything because you're going to go in the opposite direction most likely. And with that, you're not going to receive anything of God because God is not in your fear. God is in your faith. But your faith is not necessarily what conjures up God. It doesn't come from you. But it allows you to enter into the presence of God because mm -hmm. there is no fear in love. Perfect love casts out fear, which is not James. Mm -hmm. It's First John. But it is that premise. God is love. Mm -hmm. And the idea that if we're running from those things, mm -hmm. if we're running from God, because we see those things as a barrier or obstacle, if we would choose to hide them away, mm -hmm. we're not going to be able to enjoy any of those things. Mm. So am I happy that I'm stressed out? <laughs> no. But I should be happy, though, that God has given me already the courage, faith. Mm -hmm. If I believe Him and His promise, I can overcome. His love is the promise, as mm -hmm. given unto me, as was to Abraham, as was to Adam. God's love is unceasing. Mm -hmm. His care or concern for me is unending. It's eternal. But if I believe that, then I can't let whatever it is in a material dimension that would cause me to want to turn tail and run. You've mm -hmm. heard that saying. Mm -hmm. I need to recognize if I give in to that, I'm going to maybe on one level believe it. Maybe I can believe it unto salvation. Accepting Jesus, I know it enough. Mm -hmm. But am I going to really be one with God? Am I going to, in Christ Jesus, experience the full power? Or am I going to be this double-minded man? And, and it's minded in your head. But it gets into your heart. Because though your head can't tell your heart what to do, your head can grieve your heart to the extent that you get to that point where you can't hear God anymore. I don't know that most of the people we're talking to would ever get to the point where they blast through the Holy Ghost, but if there is an unpardonable sin, that would have to be, once more, mm -hmm. we said it on previous podcasts, that would have to sort of be kind of what that's about. Mm -hmm. You let fear override faith to the extent that you don't ever, your heart becomes hardened. You build walls, mm -hmm. you create a fortress, protect yourself, keep things out, harden your heart, but that doesn't work. It grieves the Holy Spirit. God can't even get in if you've compartmentalized so much that you've really compartmentalized Him. You've taken yourself and put yourself in a box. Mm -hmm. You didn't put God in a box. You've taken and put yourself in a box and said, well, God, you really can't save me because I'm not going to let you in because I, I prefer the hoarding thing. I prefer to stuff it away, put it in closets, out of sight, out of mind. Well, 
I want to know what kind of contract you got with God that he uh, talked to you about my prayer time this morning. <laughs> because everything you're saying is what, <laughs> what I talked to God about this morning, which is how our podcasts just line up so beautifully because God knows exactly what we need when we need it. And our listeners are included in on that because we all can go there. We all have that. I mean, we're born human. We have that flesh tendency to run and hide, like you said, and to not fall in step with the Holy Spirit, to not believe. I was talking to God this morning about having faith enough to believe it, to act on it. And I felt like when I'm not doing that, when I'm kind of running away, like you said, and and building up my box around me, then I'm not really allowing the Holy Spirit to give me the power to do those things that He said I could do. Does that make sense? Mm. And and so it's almost like I don't have faith to believe that this could happen. And so I, I was sort of mulling that over it's like well I do have faith okay so why aren't you doing it (laughs) okay well maybe I don't really want to (laughs) maybe I don't you know I hate to say it but sometimes we don't want to do those things and then you know then we fall into the box and then we're you know struggling and we're double minded and we're not seeing the full effect we're not seeing what could happen so I, I agree completely with what you said, and it's it's a little convicting to me this morning because, you know, that that's a real thing. You know, we can have faith, and we can know it up here in our head, but then to come down here to our heart and then to, to take that step and believe it enough to act on it, that's a whole other thing. Well, true courage only comes from the heart. Mm-hmm. And thus you can say always comes to the heart because you can try to con yourself mm-hmm. in a head sort of way to do something. Yeah. But true courage only comes from the heart. So, in a like manner to what we've done thus far, let's Mm -hmm. go to James 4. Okay. And oddly enough, it's the very same verse. Verse, Not same verse, but I guess it is the same verse. Verse 8. Draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. Be afflicted and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to heaviness. So, the answer in that spirit of simplicity is to recognize between the two, your head and your heart, your heart should always win. And if your heart's convicting you mm-hmm. that you're turning tail and running, <laughs> that, that somehow there's some element of dissonance, mm-hmm. somehow there's something that's not connecting in the right way, you say you believe but you're not acting. Mm-hmm. in that way. And that's really what James gets to, right? Mm-hmm. He gets to faith without works is what? Right, dead. Dead. We could go there. But let's hang here for mm-hmm. a little longer. Mm-hmm. But the idea, though, is, is if you've got that dissonance or you've got that opposite thing happening to what you say you want to have happen, mm-hmm. don't run from God. Right. Right. <laughs> run to Him. Mm-hmm. But when you come to Him, expect that if it's fear of whatever that's keeping you from enjoying the relationship you're called mm-hmm. to in Christ Jesus and the Holy Spirit wrapped in, enveloped in the love of God mm-hmm. and His promises unto you, then you're going to have to face it. God can't face it for you. You're right. going to have to face it. Right. But you can choose to trust that He will be there with you mm-hmm. as you face it. Now, mm-hmm. Jesus... 
He'll be there with you. Mm -hmm. And God does defeat the adversary Mm -hmm. on our behalf. So I don't want to take anything away from that. But he says, I can't do it for you. Mm -hmm. Because that's your choice. Mm -hmm. You can either live in the flesh and your fear. Or you can live in the power of the Holy Spirit of God, mm-hmm. of through Jesus Christ, the example of Christ, the living word example of Christ, right. word and living word, mm-hmm. and overcome it. He says, take courage, because yes. I've already overcome the world. So Jesus. And, yes, Jesus was speaking and, and, and said, you know, in this world you will have trouble. <laughs> Which if you don't have trouble, then I'm not sure you're in this world. Because there's plenty to go around. And then, but, but, the very next verse, take courage. Because I've already overcome the world. Mm-hmm. So I, I I love that scripture because, yeah, of course we're going to have struggles. But take courage. You said courage in the heart. And, yes, that's a um, that's totally from our flesh, this fear. Like you said, it's just it's not um, a respecter of persons. I think we all have things that we don't want to go there. It just looks different for everybody. So lest our listeners... You know, think there's something wrong with you. No, we all have those things. And then whatever they are, we have to choose. I mean, I'm sure even even you, David, have something that you may not want to look at, but well, you have to go there. I have a hard time, difficult time, just letting go of those things. I can let them go, declarative, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in the name of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And then I get in trouble because preachers will preach this or have preached this and will continue to preach this probably until Jesus comes again. But you can't let go and then hold on to it. Mm-hmm. Double-minded. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean that I want it still. God right. says, you can't have it. It's not. And right. then had to be evil, evil, like right. so obviously. Right, 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 right. But I want the world to be in a peaceful place. Mm-hmm. I, I want to get along the air. I want people to Even like me. Yeah. I, I yeah. don't want division and mm-hmm. strife and mm-hmm. envy and bitterness. Mm-hmm. Right. James. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Later on in the chapter, mm-hmm. what I want though is I want the Holy Spirit to control me—not chapter, mm-hmm. but the book. Mm-hmm. I want the Holy Spirit to manage my life, but it's still enmity because there's parts of me that just want people to like me. But I have to accept, even in that, my grieving, mm-hmm. my mourning, my, my laughter, the sorrow, is not necessarily evil. Right. It is something I need to recognize. Mm-hmm. I just. That's the sacrifice. Mm-hmm. I can't have it the way I want it, even if I want it idealistically. Mm-hmm. Not everybody wants it evil. Right, right, right. You know, good Christians, good believers, good, mm-hmm. I say, because there's no good but God. But people who try, mm-hmm. who are really sincere, who have the relationship in Jesus Christ reestablished, mm-hmm. restored, who mm-hmm. have the Holy Spirit, they still struggle. Right. Because they're idealists mm-hmm. and idealistic. But I'm not going to curse them (laughs) because they want something better. I'm just going to caution them. You're still going to grieve. Mm -hmm. And and people come see us for these various reasons. Because they'll turn to or want to turn to something in a more immediate material sense. Right. Which indeed may even be the promise of God that one day Jesus will come again. We'll all get along. We'll all be happy and we'll all see our family and there'll no, be no strife, no no tribulation, Mm -hmm. no temptation. Mm -hmm. James 1. Mm -hmm. Verse 1. Or two, but the idea though is is that we can't have it yet mm-hmm. until the process is complete. Mm-hmm. And when is the process complete? Whenever Jesus comes again, 
Now, I know he's going to come again in a material manifestation because of the book of Revelation, but he's already come again for me because I'm a believer, born-again right. believer. He's already right. come again for you because you're right. a born-again believer. You've received him into your heart. Right. And the Holy Spirit works with that, mm -hmm. your openness, your acceptance, mm -hmm. to continue to transform you, well, that, sanctify you. That self-control, I've been thinking about that, is a fruit of the Spirit. It's not something I like summon up, you know, like I'm going to willpower my way through this problem. Patience. It's the fruit of the Virtue. Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit working through me to show those things, to uh, materialize, I'm trying to think of the right word, to make them known. So, and also, you said trying. I'm going to try to try. Oh, I caught myself. I'm going to try to stop using that word because I'm not trying to do these things. I'm in training to do these things. That's the point. Oh, That's I really love that. Sanctification. It's just been a big change for me in, in my thought process. So, continue on. I, I like this idea of the um, well, that's the only way to fix the dissonance. That's the yeah. only way to yeah. alleviate or relieve that submit yourselves dissonance, mm -hmm. that conviction, mm -hmm. that your your heart saying this is the way you should go, and your head mm -hmm. saying I don't know, or you're trying to rationalize <laughs> it or right. idealize it, or just you may get just mad at God. Some people mm -hmm. just get mad and say I can't do it. So stop trying to make me do it. I can't do it, or they won't admit that, or in Mm -hmm. Kind of subconsciously, at right. some level, they know right. the facts, the truth, and it's mm -hmm. them. But they'll blame you. Mm -hmm. And then they'll crucify you like they did Jesus, which is not entirely what I'd want to say happened, but it's a good bit of what happened. The world received him, not right. us. We received right. him, not not because he was evil, but because we were. Mm -hmm. And we didn't want to see. We didn't want to hear what he had to say. Because it was too painful. Mm -hmm. You have to go to the cross. You have right. to that sacrifice. Mm -hmm. But when folks come in to see us, that's also what it's about. Now mm -hmm. I'm going to read, I've got to take the time. I'm going to go back up as I did with mm -hmm. James chapter 1, now with James 4 verse 1. For whence comes war, come wars and fighting among you, come they not hence even of your lusts that war in your members? Ye lust and have not, ye kill and desire to have and cannot obtain. Ye fight and war, yet ye have not because ye ask not. You ask and receive not, because you ask amiss, that you may consume it upon your lust. Not the way God wants it done, not the mm -hmm. process, not mm -hmm. the, the dimension of Christ. Mm -hmm. And the example of this is word, but this is how word becomes flesh. Mm -hmm. This is how flesh then conducts itself so that word could become fulfilled. The mm -hmm. promise of God, the eternal love of Jesus that Jesus brings us, God's love that Jesus brings us, could really have its true effect so that we might sanctify the world, mm -hmm. salt it mm -hmm. out of our faith, encourage, right. cover people who are faithless, right. who, who are afraid. We can overcome the world even as Christ overcome the world because we have the power to overcome mm -hmm. the world in Jesus Christ, except that we would turn tail and run. Mm -hmm. Let me finish here. Ye adulterers and adulteresses, ye know or know ye not that the friendship of the world is enmity with God. He's talking about that kind of whoring around mm -hmm. with the world. You can't do that. Mm -hmm. Whosoever therefore be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. Do you do ye think that scripture that the scripture saith in vain, the spirit that dwelleth in us lusteth the envy? It's human spirit, not Holy Spirit. 
but he giveth more grace. God does. He covers us in Jesus Christ, the atonement for our sins, Mm -hmm. so that we can learn, Carolyn. Mm -hmm. We're trained. We're being trained. Our flesh. Wherefore he saith, God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. I'm admitting, I need help. I'm not good at this. Submit yourself therefore to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. And then draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye devil-minded. Now, can you do this on your own? I think that we like to think that we can, but I don't think we can. I think we have to have the Holy Spirit to help us do certain things. Well, truly, if we're going to be honest, all things. (laughs) We need to invite Him into everything, and maybe that's part of humanity's mistake is we... We think, well, we got this, but the bigger thing, this this more complex thing, uh, I'll need your help on that one. But this over here, I, I got it. <laughs> I think that's a mistake that we make sometimes is that we don't invite him into every aspect. But, <clears throat> excuse me, he wants to be part of every aspect. And maybe when we don't, and then maybe that's when we turn tail and run because we realize, oh, I didn't invite you into this situation, and now look at it. <laughs> and that's not to be with shame. You know, that, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> my gosh, excuse me, that scripture came to me this morning. And uh, it wasn't Romans 8.1, it was another scripture, I can't remember right off the top of my head, um, about, you know, this isn't to shame us. It's basically God's loving reminder, hey, I'm here. You need to turn to me and invite me in every part, not just the parts you think you have or the parts that, you know, you, that are so difficult that you have to have my help in every aspect. And I thought about that and I thought I didn't really invite him into that situation. I just more or less tried to handle it on my own, which it wasn't a bad situation. It was good. Like you said, there's good things that we want, but I was doing it on my own and then I realized I didn't really invite him in there, but there's no, there's not shame in that. He's not shaming me. He's just gently reminding me. Well, like you would your child. And I wouldn't shame you. Right. I know that. <laughs> On the podcast. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you look at me like, I think I know that. No, I wouldn't though. I hope I've I never done that to you. And if I no. have, you have every right and reason to call me out because I wouldn't want to do that. No. But I'm not going to do that to patients or clients. Right. I'm not going to do that. They're mm-hmm. not going to come in and feel shamed. Mm-hmm. But I am going to call them out. Now, why do they need to come see me then if they have the Holy Spirit, they have an advocate with the Father, which we'll get into in a few moments. The Holy Spirit's there. You don't need somebody else. You have Because that is the unfortunate aspect of the human nature. Mm-hmm. Is that I am trying to tell me to do something that I am otherwise telling me I can't do. Mm-hmm. And though the Holy Spirit would be operational in me and I can find courage in that. And with that, as I'm going to read now from Jeremiah 23. I'll do that before I go any further. The prophet that hath a dream, let him tell a dream. And he that hath my word, let him speak my word faithfully. What is the chaff to the wheat, saith the Lord? Is not my word like as a fire, saith the Lord, and like a hammer that breaketh the rock in pieces? 
Therefore, behold, I am against the prophets, saith the Lord, that steal my words, every one from his neighbor. Behold, I am against the prophets, that saith the Lord, that use their tongues and say, he saith, Behold, I am against them that prophesy false dreams, saith the Lord, and do tell them, and cause my people to err by their lies and by their lightness. Yet I sent them not, nor commanded them, therefore they shall not profit this people at all, saith the Lord. Now, we've been in Jeremiah, so I don't feel... <laughs> if, our, if our podcast listeners or listener who has not been with us over the last couple of episodes, they're just going to be at a bit of a loss and don't have to go back and reread Jeremiah all the way through because they missed the highlights as we've been presenting right. them. But I'm not going to spend the time to cover that again here. Yeah. But Jeremiah is speaking to the Hebrew people. Uh, Hebrew is uh, Israel and um, what is it? Went blank. Judah. Oh, sorry. I was thinking Judah, but he's not talking say about Judah. It. Too simple, but my brain does that sometimes. It glitches. But he's speaking to the Hebrew people in general. But he's saying this is going to happen, and then there's all these people who say, "No, it's not. Mm-hmm. No, it's not. No, it's not." Carolyn, mm-hmm. I am not going to ever lie to you. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not. If it's especially if it's as important as your salvation, I am not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> especially if I might spare you something you're not ready to address. <laughs> I might see something that we may need to address next week, mm-hmm. five sessions down the road. Right. Next week's podcast. Yeah. Maybe later today. Mm-hmm. Carolyn, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, 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 no. That's the whole shame thing. Get it together. I, I, I'm not going. Yeah, I'm not going to call you out, or presume that I'm the one to call you out. Except mm-hmm. that I would believe the Lord's given it to me. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, though, how do I know the Lord's given it to me? Mm-hmm. Because I'm not going to call you out of anything out of me. I'm going to call you out of the Word. Mm-hmm. Right. Is not my word, Jeremiah says, or God says, and Jeremiah repeats. I'm not Jeremiah. You're not Jeremiah. I do not want to pretend or I do not want to somehow think. (laughs) It's a cringeworthy Mm -hmm. thought that I somehow would think that I am Jeremiah. Mm -hmm. But I am a distributor of the Word of God. And I allow the Word of God when I know it, when I'm on point with it. Mm -hmm. Holy Spirit confirms it. Mm -hmm. I am not afraid to speak the Word. And I'm certainly not afraid to speak the Word to your situation. Mm -hmm. But for the sake of integrity, I'm not not afraid to speak the Word to my situation Mm -hmm. lest I fall into the same (laughs) temptation and become Mm double-minded. I don't want to be double-minded. You have to call me out sometimes because I'm at risk of being double-minded. You're right. We're all a bit Mm double-minded. But I have learned to understand that conviction Mm -hmm. tells me, Dave, you're getting close to double-minded. You're starting to become a hypocrite. We start recognizing it sooner. I think your guilt meter is a bit higher than mine because you call me out on a lot of things. Not not a bad way. I'll go ahead and declare something with incredible confidence and you say, lest our listeners, you didn't say it quite that way, but our podcast listeners would think that we're, we're thinking we're better. I'm not. And I like how you do that because it does. It keeps us in check. Mm-hmm. And it lets them know we consider that. Mm-hmm. 
But it's not that I think I'm better than them in the Word or, or the operation of the Holy Spirit to, to discern or reveal. Right. But it's easier to see it in somebody else than it is yourself. But if Absolutely. they're going to do that, then at least hold themselves to the same standard that we attempt to hold ourselves mm -hmm. to, which is with integrity and conviction. Mm -hmm. We read the Word. Mm -hmm. I quit counseling out of Sunday school lessons. <laughs> I did. Right. Or Sunday morning or Wednesday mm -hmm. evening services. Mm -hmm. Because those were okay and in a general sort of way that kept people sort of oriented toward God. But I learned a long time ago, if I'm going to be an effectual counselor, mm -hmm. I have to counsel out of the Word. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> even in the session, if God would convict me, I need to repent in the session. Mm -hmm. And I have done that. Holy Spirit, thank you for the conviction. I just about took this person in the wrong direction and you checked my spirit, my soul, mm -hmm. in my soul dimension, mm -hmm. human soul dimension. Because mm -hmm. I need cleanse and I'm constantly yes. being trained. Yes. And that's happened to me before. And the beautiful part of that, I love it when I know that they're hearing it and receiving it, is when we talk about that and I... I refer to it as um, we're using God's word. So instead of saying, um, you know, I'm going to uh, use this word as a hammer and break you into pieces, <laughs> um, they may not come back if I say that. Sometimes I'll say, okay, you know, this this might poke the bear a little bit, but I have to be honest with you. This is what God's word says, and majority of the time, people are okay with that. They want to be told the truth. They want it told straight. But sometimes, you know, I'll say, well, this is, you know, you're, you're starting to recognize that. And that's why I said it's a beautiful part because then they'll come back sessions later and then they'll recognize it and then they'll address it within themselves, not in the session, not, you know, uh, us going back and forth about it, but they will recognize it like you said, and then they will acknowledge it and deal with it on their own in that moment and then they're starting to recognize it in their life in different scenarios and to me that's you know when the holy spirit's working in their life and they see it and they and they're changing that's beautiful to me because then i know they're it's getting it. fruit they're getting yes exactly they're not just getting it here like i'm just giving them information but they're getting it here and then you know i tell them it's that you You'll get it. You'll get it quicker. You'll recognize it. And You're walking through it with them. Right. Exactly. And I mean, yeah. And I don't. You're mean... Simon the Cyrenian. You're helping to carry the cross. Yeah. Jesus helps us carry the cross. Even Simon helped Jesus carry the cross. Right. It's it's the two the two sides. Mm -hmm takes nothing away from but you're bearing that you're carrying that in that way that you're walking alongside them and with them and enduring and they that know suffering that, that we're walking with them in it not that we're you know at the end of the finish line and we're cheering them on <laughs> like we've already you won. can do it you can make it yeah keep right. it up keep right. it up no we're beside them we're like yeah it's hot i'm tired i want to when's this race over you know so let me say this then why would you go see a psychologist, a social worker, a counselor that isn't Christian. Mm -hmm. Why would you re receive right. any counsel that isn't Christian except going in fully knowing you're only going to get their opinion? And we said that right. last podcast. Right. James 5.16 
confess your sins to each other so that you may be healed so that we can talk about it together and then there's a you know the holy spirit brings his healing balm that salve and, and works in that but room unbelievers mm-hmm. secular mm-hmm. those that are humanistic are not going to be convicted can they give you good information yes can they be ethical mm-hmm. <sighs> I think they can be ethical to the standards of the the laws that govern the practice of their professions. Mm -hmm. What I would question nonetheless is when it gets to the place of great conviction Mm -hmm. and when they're about to deliver a hypocritical word or even so at the great risk and all of us, we've already tried to establish and even today's podcast, plenty of podcasts before or prior. We're all subject to this. We all fall into a bit of this at times, lest the Holy Spirit would convict us and help us to make the correction before we commit any sort of sin or error. Right. But are they going to be convicted when they're telling you what they think because they're telling you out of what they've experienced, not right. what God tells them to right. tell you, not out of the Word of God that sanctifies then their Word, not out of the Holy Spirit that operates from within them, that should then be the lead and the guide, as in Jesus Christ, the living Word inside of us. No, they're not going to if they're not a Christian. How can I say that? Just on the basis of the obviousness of the statement. If you are not a professing believer, if you're not a Christian, if you will not at least in some public way acknowledge that, you may not walk into a room and say, Hi everybody, I'm a Christian and I'm going to convert you all. That's not the way we do it. And even with secular folks come and see us that are Christian, I am not proselytizing. But I'm not going to deny the Holy Spirit and I'm not going to deny him using me as a vessel or my heart Mm -hmm. is not going to be convicted or checked without me professing that. Am I going to tell them Jesus is your Lord and Savior? I may not be able to get away with that in that such, again, obvious manner, but I'm going to point them to Christ. This is what the Savior looks like. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I know that I might not be able to do the sinner's prayer with them at that moment, Mm -hmm. But it's all part of God's working to the place where somebody will come along right. and say, well, you know, mm-hmm. do you know this Jesus? Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Well, he's this, this, Feel and this. the unit or the Ethiopian, you know. He's this and this. And, and then, well, yeah, Carolyn told me about that. Mm-hmm. Dave told me about that. He didn't tell me it's Jesus. Mm-hmm. But he told me about that. He told me there were people like that. He told me there was somebody like that in the world. Right. That there was a way we could have this relationship mm-hmm. with each other. Like, and what do you call him? You call him Jesus. Mm-hmm. Or they may say, no, but I'm never going to. Well, wait a minute. Somebody else showed me kindness before. Mm-hmm. Somebody else opened up. Somebody else walked through it. They had no reason to. They did it with a sincerity, a genuineness mm-hmm. of heart that only could be of the Holy Spirit that gave me things that no human could tell me, (laughs) Samaritan woman at the well, they're not going to be able to tell us. Mm -hmm. We're not going to be able to tell them. They're they're not going to be able to know that except in a heart sort of way. Mm -hmm. But when then God sends that person, Mm -hmm. that's the time of their salvation. Mm -hmm. But we're all part of it. That's what we're doing now until Jesus Mm -hmm. comes again. That's Mm -hmm. the call of Christians. We said last podcast, to somebody who's an atheist. They're not going to be able to do this. They may have great empathy for you, but it's all going to be out of flesh. Mm -hmm. They may have ethical considerations to not tell you what they think Mm -hmm. out of themselves, subjectively. Mm -hmm. 
but they're not going to be able to be true to those because there's no way to separate the wheat from the chaff right. except the fire. Right. The word of God. Mm -hmm. That's the discerning point. And if you go to see somebody and you're a Christian, if they don't speak the word of God, you should not go see them. Because mm -hmm. that's the power. Mm -hmm. The power is in the word, but the word right. is anointed and the word right. is filled full of Holy Spirit. Yes. Because the spirit speaks not in the word. Mm -hmm. He's the living word. Right. He is the word. Mm -hmm. It's not a head thing. Mm -hmm. It's a head right. and heart thing. Right. But the heart allows you to receive. Mm -hmm. And if you open up and begin to receive, the Holy Spirit changes you. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Somebody told me the other day, just don't respond. Just don't say anything. She, she wasn't directly talking to me, but she was talking to someone else. But I was standing there, and, and I was like... I, I wanted to speak into that so bad, but I didn't feel like that God wanted me to at that moment. But I just, turning off, turning the volume down, shutting the door, hanging up, whatever, that is not the answer. I mean, I'm not saying that sometimes that God doesn't direct us to do those things, and in which case you should listen. But it's got to be from the heart. I can't just use my brain and be like, well, this is bad. Goodbye. It, no, it has to be... It has to be dealt with and spoken to, and I know we talked about that in the beginning, you know, turn, tail, and run, but it just rubbed against me because when people come in to see us and they talk about situations, if I said, well, just ignore it, just look the other way, you'll be fine, <laughs> don't pay attention to it, I just, it almost... I don't know. I don't even know how to describe it. It really uh, rubbed me the wrong way. And we, I just thought, you know, that is not that is not it. We have to go to those people. Jesus didn't just, you know, see them over there lost, that woman at the well, and just like, well, I'm going to keep on going. You know, well, she's that, a Samaritan. And that was the difference between, again, Moses using the rod mm -hmm. and then out of the Spirit mm -hmm. and then using the rod. I'm not going to... Hit the rock. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not going to hit somebody, mm -hmm. though I feel confident in what I'm saying and, and certainly passionate about mm -hmm. that. Yeah. I'm not going to hit somebody with the rod. Mm -hmm. But I am going to allow the rod to do what the rod is intentioned to do. And if right. the rod is intentioned, right. then I'm going to. And if the rod right. isn't intentioned, then right. I'm going to. Right. Because it's the rod. It's mm -hmm. me. It's exactly. not Moses. Exactly. It's me. Mm -hmm. But it is Jesus because that's where the integrity was mm -hmm. lacking in Moses. Mm -hmm. Because he only could see the hinder parts. He could not see the element of the, the crucifixion, mm -hmm. the sacrifice that he was having to make. Not his will, but thine will be done, even as Jesus right. did approach the crucifixion on the cross. We have to say the same thing mm -hmm. in the same way, lest we get into the false prophets kind of syndrome mm -hmm. that Jeremiah, that God was telling Jeremiah about. Mm -hmm. We don't want to be that, mm -hmm. but we do it out of sincere and genuine right. conviction. Yes. But I am not alone. Mm -hmm. Because if we go to 2 Corinthians chapter 10. And I'm going to go ahead. I'm not going to read the verse to go back and backfill or go up and backfill. I'm going to go ahead and go from the top down. Verse 1. Now I, Paul, myself beseech you by the meekness and gentleness of Christ, who in presence and base among you, but being absent, am bold towards you. I beseech you that I may not be bold when I am present with that confidence wherewith I think to be bold against some which think of us as if we walked according to flesh. Paul was concerned. You're going to think I'm just trying to bully you into doing something. Mm -hmm. 
Just conform to the law. Just do what I tell you to do and it'll be better. And no counselors, pastoral counselors, pastors, preachers. We're talking about not just counselors like you and I do, specialized pastoral care. We're talking pastors preaching from the pulpit. Some can get away with that for a while, but you can't sustain that. You'll just beat people up. Right. That's not going to help. And that's mm-hmm. not Christ. Mm-hmm. That's not God. Mm-hmm. The Word does it, but the Word does it for men so that He will not break us. Mm-hmm. He breaks the rock, which is the resistance to the Word. Right. He breaketh the flesh. Mm-hmm. But that's what Paul's saying. If I'm that way with you, I'm kind of concerned you're going to think that I'm going to be walking according to flesh. And I'm going to be, as James would put it, lusting after the flesh. No. This is of the Holy Spirit. I am delivering this word unto you. But I'm not ashamed of the gospel. Mm -hmm. I'm going to preach it. Mm -hmm. You may be in the congregation when I'm preaching it hard. Mm -hmm. It's up to you. Speak the truth in love. It's the conviction of your heart. But mm-hmm. you know, I've been to services like that too, where I knew the preacher was preaching right at me, but he's also preaching at the other 99. Right, right. <laughs> the one sheep. The 99 that were also there, but he was preaching in different, unique ways to each mm-hmm. one because it was the That's deliverance the of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. That's the power right. of, that brings word to living word, but of salvation. For though we walk in the flesh... We do not war after the flesh, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought to the disobedience, or to, excuse me, to the obedience of Christ, and having in readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Do you look on things after the outward appearance? If any man trusts to himself that he's Christ, let him of himself think this again, that as he is Christ, even so are we Christ's. For though I should boast somewhat more of our authority, which the Lord hath given us for edification, and not for your destruction, I should not be ashamed, that I may not seem as if I would terrify you by the letters. <laughs> I don't want to scare people. That's what I said last mm-hmm. podcast. I don't want to scare somebody. Right. In the salvation. Right. But if, who'd you come out to see? Mm-hmm. A reed shaken by the wind? Who'd you come out to see? Don't come to us if you don't expect us to be John the Baptist. Mm-hmm. But expect us to be more because John the Baptist met Jesus at the River Jordan and it was a finished work at that very moment that grace was applied. Mm-hmm. But it's not me, it's Christ in me. Right. It's the Word of God, living right. Word of God, as in exampled, but also testified unto. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just incredibly powerful when you're in that moment. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think about that, just hearing you say that makes me think about the sessions that that the Holy Spirit is right there in the midst. And it's never me. You know, and they'll say, thank you. So sincere. <laughs> and they thought to build me up, but I'm, I'm, don't thank me. Thank God. You know, he was here with us. Because that's, that's who ultimately is in charge. You know, we're just listening, we're asking, and we're using His Word. But He is the one that is going to speak through us. So, And though it could end there. Mm-hmm. We could stop the podcast mm-hmm. at this moment. Mm-hmm. It could end there, and it would be good enough. And by the way, all this is nuthetic counsel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
I promise our listeners, this is all new theta counseling. This is what Jay Adams in his book, Competent to Counsel. I'm not a proselytizer of Jay Adams. Mm -hmm. I I believe in Jesus Christ. Jay Adams is not Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is Jesus Christ. But I think this is a great way to communicate to our listeners and anyone else that otherwise would ask. This is how we approach the specialized pastoral care, Christian Mm -hmm. counseling aspect of what we do. Mm -hmm. This is the basis of it. It's all word-based. It's all word-delivered. It's Mm -hmm. all word-driven. But it ends up in a place even more than just here. Mm-hmm. This would be enough. This is good counsel. Mm-hmm. Right? Use the word. It's good counsel. Right. Trust the Holy Spirit to do that inside mm-hmm. or internally in the person. Mm-hmm. But there's more. There's more. Mm-hmm. But even so, maybe it's not more. Maybe it's just an inside look at what that looks like. Mm. Now, I could read this, but I'll probably cry. I'm going to let you read it. Okay. Hebrews 4. And if it, it always get a bad rap for like reading on and on and always botch the words. I never heard anybody say that. You do a much better job. I may at some point jump in. But can you start us Hebrews 4 verse 1? Okay, do you want me reading the King James? Yes, please, for the sake of continuity and my own indulgence. Okay, let's see here. (laughs) I have to prepare myself to read this. Let us therefore fear lest a promise being left us of entering into his rest any of you should seem to come short of it. For unto us was the gospel preached, as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. For we which have believed do enter into rest, as he said, as I have sworn in my wrath, if they shall enter into my rest. Although the works were finished from the foundation of the world, For he spake in a certain place of the seventh day on this wise, and God did rest the seventh day from all his works. And in this place, again, if they shall enter into my rest. Seeing therefore it remaineth that some must enter therein, and they to whom it was first preached entered not in because of unbelief. Again, he limiteth a certain day, saying in David, Today, after so long a time, as it is said, Today, if ye will hear his voice, Harden not your hearts. For if Jesus had given them rest, then would he not afterward have spoken of another day? There remaineth therefore a rest to the people of God. For he that is entered into his rest, he also also hath ceased from his own works, as God did from his. So let us labor therefore to enter into that rest, lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief. For the word of God is quick. And powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight, but all things are naked and opened unto the eyes of him with whom we have to do. Seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, Let us hold fast our profession, for we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. So let us therefore come boldly into the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. You do that well. How do you do that without crying? I just am in amazement of his word. 
I just, I mean, I shook my head a couple of times because it's just so, it's almost too much. You know, you get down to verse 12, and it's the Word of God, and just... <laughs> See, he's breaking our heart, but he's not doing it by hammering it. Right. Right. Yeah, I know. And then he's our great high priest, and he... <laughs> he, knows he did it us. all. Yeah. And then it says, as we are, yet he did it without sin. So then let us come to his throne of grace, of grace, not throne of throwing the book at us, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. I just don't want more. You can add to that. And, and I think that is so appropriate and accurate. There is nothing. But this is the end of counseling. Mm-hmm. Our end came with the Jeremiah. Mm-hmm. Our end came with right when you stop in the mm-hmm. Second Corinthians. Yep, Paul. We can only deliver the word, but only you can receive it. Mm-hmm. But if your heart's hardened, you're not. But what you're not going to then get is you're not going to get God, at least the fullness of His grace and mercy, which would allow you to enter into His rest and to know that you don't carry the burden yourself. This is where the work is. The salvation comes here. This is the moment. This is the place that all that we've discussed today in the podcast, this is the intention. It's every church service. It's every moment that we get together, two or more gather together. It's every prayer meeting. It's just every one-on-one conversation that anyone would have in any circumstance or situation. If it doesn't lead to this moment as with the intention of fellowship in Jesus Christ and entering into His rest, it's false. It's false doctrine. It's false prophecy. There's no basis to it. It's all humanistic. It's all of the flesh. It's all materialism. And it's going to not necessarily destroy you because God's going to continue to work on your behalf through the Holy Spirit, through the Word. But those folks are just going to slow you down and they're going to cause you grief unless you recognize it. And if you recognize it, then you could say, ah, I'm not going to go there. I see what you're doing now. Exactly. And that's exactly what happened in that room when she said those things. I recognize it and I knew it wasn't of God and I didn't say anything led by the Holy Spirit. But then the next day, which was yesterday... Some, a different person brought up that same type of thing, and I was able to, I felt just, whoo, I, I was like, Paul, I was like, she just laid it on him, and he probably wondered, why are you saying all this to me? But I was like, it doesn't matter what happens, because what they do is not going to steal my joy as far as, you know, affecting who I am and in and, and Christ and how I see things. I'm not saying I never get upset or sad. I'm not saying that we're still human. But it's not going to determine how I feel about things ultimately. That God is the final answer. He's the final authority. He has the final say. And so I know they probably didn't understand why I was going into all that. (laughs) But it it was my answer to, well, just be quiet about it. Just don't say anything. The world is going to tell us to ignore stuff and not be willing to go there. But God's Word says we're going to go there, and He's going to help us with it. And when I tell my clients, you know, I'm going to, the Holy Spirit is going to speak to us. We're going to, you know, poke the bear a little bit because the truth is not to poke you to hurt you, but the truth is to wake up, see what God says about this, 
And then how are we going to respond to it? How are you going to respond to it? How am I going to respond to it? What are we going to do here? Because the Holy Spirit says He'll help us. He'll give us courage to step out and do that. But in spite of all the troubles, we still have that peace. We have that rest. And that's what that person that's not, I, I don't know their heart exactly, but they're not in a rest. Their soul is not at rest. Well, that's what it starts with, Hebrews 4. Let us therefore fear, lest a promise being left of us of entering into his rest, any of you should seem to come short of it. I don't want to right. deny you And that. they're miserable. They're, they're, not ha- they're not at peace. They're not at rest. They're just exhausted mentally, physically. Um, their, their spirit, you can just see it in their face. And I just... You know, only Jesus, only the Holy Spirit. Amen. That's it. Because God has sent His Son, Jesus, and that's how this passage ends. As much as we would speak to seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into heavens, Jesus, Son of God, let's hold fast our profession. For we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly under the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace help in time of need. You don't have to be double-minded. You just have to be courageous enough to believe in Jesus. But we can be Elihu if Elihu was the one that encouraged Job to enter into the presence of God Mm -hmm. as an Old Testament before the full manifestation of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. But nonetheless, the same. Not Elihu was Jesus, but Elihu spoke in spirit the same as Jesus. Mm -hmm. But I'm not Jesus. You're not Jesus. But I can be Elihu. Right. Right. We can point I can, to the one. I can say we're all the yeah. ungodly counsel of your friends that have fallen short. Right. They may even intellectually be able to give you and deliver unto you all the knowledge mm-hmm. that a lifetime or many, many generations the Word of God may have presented. Mm-hmm. God in His revelation of Himself to us has presented to humankind. I can tell you everything I know about Jesus and the Word of God, but I can't save you because saving you means all that does, telling you, doing it with integrity, doing it out of the leading of the Holy Spirit, all that does is prepares you you still have to want to speak to God. So whether you're Job or Elijah on a mountaintop, you have to want to speak to God. But even Elijah had ministering of the bread and water by the angel of the Lord. Jesus ministered. There was an Elihu moment there, even though that was Old Testament. But earthquake, wind, and fire, voice within, this is what happens when you leave the counseling session. Or it could happen while you're there. Because that's what happens on the podcast. I knew I could not get through that passage. You're going to have to bail me out somewhere along the way, so why not just give it to you on the front end? Because I am so humbled by the Word. It broke me. It broke me as we were talking, Mm -hmm. as the Holy Spirit was leading the conversation. Mm -hmm. But this is a counseling session. This is Nuthetic counseling. This is what happens. Mm -hmm. Right. It is. It's no different. Mm -hmm. If you listen to the podcast and you're okay with the podcast, Mm -hmm. then you're going to be okay with us. This is what happens in the privacy of those moments. We just happen to be able to share it and witness it, like Peter, James, and John, Mountain Transfiguration. Mm -hmm. It's useful, I think. There's some utility in that. 
Going back to James, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man mm-hmm. availeth much. Mm-hmm. We can pray for one another. We can be there to help one another yeah. in that time of need or trial mm-hmm. or tribulation, temptation, as James would call it. But the idea, though, is that's what nuthetic counseling is. That's what what is covenant specialized special care service. Christian. This is what it is. Mm-hmm. It's not Dave Clay and Carolyn Barnett or Carolyn Barnett and Dave Clay. It is the Word of God. And in that moment, we are transformed. Right. Right. It's not Carolyn, the person. It's the Holy Spirit. It's not Dave. We are trans- it's even as Jesus was on the Mount of Transfiguration. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm not Jesus, but Jesus promises, that's part of the promise, to finish or fulfill that work or finish that work. But if I enter into that place, I'm in His rest because I'm in Him. Mm-hmm. He's doing all the work, but I'm in Him. Right. I still endure it in a flesh sort of way, but I am in Him. I still have to come off the mountain and go through the crucifixion, Christ, or even as Peter, James, and John. Right. They have to come off and finish the work. And, but I am in the moment I'm in at complete and total peace and rest. Right. And it's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You just want to cry. You just want to let it all go. You just want to be sanctified, cleansed, purged. Well, there's a passion there. There's a, I mean, it's more than just like feelings. I mean, there's a, a passion and people almost mistake that and think you're, you're mad. No, we're not mad at you. And I've said that before, you know, we're, and mad may not be the right word. We're passionate for you, not at you because sometimes people you know when they see us get really passionate about what we believe and when we get passionate on this podcast it's because of the word and because of Jesus and because of what the Holy Spirit is I'm doing just, I'm just bold yeah you're bold <laughs> you're bold there's a part of me that, that says Dave just don't care be Ezekiel just don't care yeah and I admire that because I, I I'm yeah, you learning. have a little bit more of a conviction about it than I do, I'm but learning. I don't. I think it comes from the great place, a great place, the place, the greatest place, Holy Spirit, and it just keeps us humble. Mm-hmm. Carolyn, we're out of time. Oh boy, <laughs> this is your big moment. Oh yeah, <laughs> my favorite moment of the podcast. Lest I forget to tell our listeners how to get a hold of us, should you um, be interested in coming in, which we hope you would be, you would get more of what we do on this podcast. And you can do that by giving us a call, 304-528-9220. You can email us at covenants.llc1 at yahoo.com. Or if you just want to find out more about us, go online, covenantsonline.com. Did I say that right? Mm. Okay. I got lost for a second. (laughs) And then... Of course, if you enjoyed this podcast, we would love for you to check out our Facebook no, page. No, you're still in my line now. Oh, <laughs> sorry. This is my big moment. <laughs> okay, I don't want to take it away from you. If you enjoyed this podcast and you want to come back next week, I'd like to invite you back next week as our podcast well, listener. I was going to say the, the Facebook page. Oh, that excuse was me, my, go ahead. Do the face. Part. I jumped, jumped the gun. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Okay, we have a Facebook page, and we put a link to our podcast on that Facebook page, so be sure and check that out. Now, here's your big here's moment. My, I didn't want you to steal my thunder. You stole my thunder the whole podcast, Carolyn. I don't know how I did that. <laughs> Just be you. <laughs> but I would like to I invite our attention. listeners back to what? What is Covenant Specialized Pastoral Care Services Christian Counseling Ministry with Carolyn Barnett and Dave Clay? And then, Carolyn, I just learned the hard way. You always need the last word. Uh, really? 
Okay, apparently I do. So until next time, be blessed. <laughs>